What's going on, everybody? Thank y'all for joining in and listening to uh, my podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you, and I love you. Um, Real quick, today, I'm not going to be long at all. I want to start off by saying I really appreciate the love and and support that I'm getting on, on my social media sites. If you haven't already done it, I want you to do me a favor and go check me out on Facebook. My name is Nigel Ingram. Uh, you can see my picture, you know, pecan tan brother with the hat back and it looked like I'm squatting. Uh, on Instagram is Nigel the Champ or at Nigel the Champ. And then uh, Twitter is uh, Nigel, I think it's Nigel the Champ or Nigel Ingram, one of them. But go follow me and, and let's connect and, and see what happens, you know. Um, I love connecting with everyone. So um, I really love getting feedback as well. Especially when it comes to this podcast, I'm, I'm going to be consistent with this thing. Uh, I really want to know what is it that you want to know about or talk about when it comes to whatever, politics, Christianity, religion, uh, music, whatever it might be. Just let me know and we'll see what we can do about, you know, talking about it and just giving a fresh perspective. Really, it's going to be my perspective. Um, but, you know, it's still a different point of view. You, you never know what happens if you uh, listen to someone else's point of view. It, it can be beneficial to everyone or to yourself. So, yeah, just let me know. Uh, I definitely want to connect. Even if you just say, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, you know, that's cool, too. Just connect with me. I definitely will uh, respond back and, and chat it up with you. All right. So, so let's go ahead and get with what's going on today. So, I don't know if y'all know, um, the music industry uh, is going through a turbulent time right now since the boom of streaming. Uh, artists and, and producers and everyone really in the music industry are not getting paid like they did when, I guess you can call it the CD generation, when CDs were out and people were, artists were getting paid by the album and not just the single. Uh, and it's kind of crazy now when you look back at it, because now it's difficult or more difficult for artists to get paid or to, you know, get royalties or whatever for their music, because you can easily download it from offline without paying for it. So my thoughts on that is this. I believe there is going to be a time or a moment when they say enough is a freaking enough. You know, enough is enough. Um it's going to be a time where artists and, and, and who can you say artists and, um, people alike, um, or or these major companies are going to find a way to, uh, get funds or get money for the creative property or intellectual property that's being distributed, distributed. Oh, messed that word up. But, I think we're seeing right now the infancy stage of this uh, because we see the boom of or the emergence of uh, uh, streaming companies like uh, who do we have? We have uh, Spotify and iTunes Music and or Apple Music. We have all these streaming companies, a couple of more coming up. Tidal, um, you know, who who, <laughs> uh, who, who are presenting a way for artists to get paid, but these these companies are getting the majority of that pay because they found 
the fountain, as you want to say, the golden fountain. So I think, though, in the next couple of years, this is just my opinion. This is my my uh, thoughts, according to Nigel. Um, I think that what we're about to see happen is artists and people alike um, are going to begin to find a way to generate uh, ways or methods through streaming for them to get paid. And the companies, these major companies um, like uh, Capital Records, um, the Warren Group, um, who else? Give me some L.A. Reid. I don't know who he's with. Like all these major labels are going to find a way, y'all. I'm telling you. So it'll go back to the peak where these artists like Bobby Brown, um, Michael Jackson, Prince were getting paid for their albums. They're going to find a way to dominate that sphere again. That's just my thoughts. And I'm seeing a lot of emergence of a lot of new artists who are younger. Uh, in, in hip hop, we see a lot of music now that has changed. It, they, I hear the older people say that hip hop used to have substance and now it was mumble rap. I disagree with that. I think these rappers are rapping or these hip hop artists are, um, art, are artists, but they're presenting what they have been see- what they have been given or what they have seen, you know. And a lot of these guys are really young. Uh, I forgot the little boy name. Uh, he's not a little boy, but he's 17 years old. He's a he's scared. That, that's a song. I, I don't know what it's called, but he's only 17 years old, and he's smart enough to learn how to blueprint the idea and market it. And he's put across a marketing strategy that is making him millions of dollars right now. From from just a he and he hasn't been rapping long. I saw an interview with him and J Cole. They did an interview together, and he was talking about how like he hadn't really he started rapping in middle school and he's in high school he got kicked out of high school i think the 10th grade and he just went full flame into music and now he's a millionaire you know he uh rest in peace to xx uh xxx tessione but he was friends with him and he put him on the he put him on the map man and he's brought him out but these young rappers really are rapping what they've seen so we grew up when I grew up, we had rappers like T.I. and um, I'm from the South, y'all, so Perry George as well. I was born, born and raised. But we had rappers like T.I. and, and, and uh, oh, um, give me something, uh, T.I., uh, Outkast, they, uh, um, artists and that Jay-Z, um, the Eclipse, uh, we, we, Eclipse we, we, we had artists like that who, when they spoke, their lyrics had substance, and 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 then we had also rappers emerging like Young Jeezy and 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 Gucci Man who are rapping about what really these these younger artists right now are rapping, and the emergence of those trap or die artists and and rappers, I think we're just seeing the fruit of what they sold, and so now people's like well, all they rap about is money, da 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 da, and women and cars and clothes. But you have to you have to see where it originated from. Um, I remember my favorite artist right now was Lecrae. Uh, he's a gospel rapper, a Christian rapper, or he don't even like to be called that, but he's a rapper. And uh, he said in the beginning, that's who he listened to. He's from Texas. That's who he listened to. And now um, he's emerged and he's taking over, but he's switched up his style. And he has more of a substance-based rap, and it also has a nice, nice rhythm to go with it. So, you know, we're, we're seeing some things now, and and I'm, I'm, people will be like they're afraid of what's going to happen with music, and where music is going. 
But to me, you ask me, I'm actually very ecstatic. I'm happy uh, because I'm seeing a lot of creativity coming out. And you've you got to think about it. Y'all be like, it's not creative, the mumble rap. Well, you have to think how creative it is to market something that really the words have no substance. It's a beat and there's a nice, it becomes a trending topic. That's creativity. Um, they did that. So I love what I'm seeing and I'm excited for where it's going uh, because we're seeing the emergence of other artists. Now, I'm a neo-soul kind of guy. I'm a Christian, um, but I like neo-soul. I love gospel artists. Um, but there's one artist that I want to highlight today. And uh, I don't know if y'all have heard of him. His name is Leon Bridges. And to me, Leon Bridges is one of the best artists of the upcoming neo soul artists. Um, he has a sound like no other, but if you had to compare him, it would be Sam Cooke. His swag is like no other, but if you compared it, it would be that of James Brown. To me, Leon Bridges is one of the artists that I highlight and I specifically think that is going to transition um, these next neo soul artists into the, the realm of creativity that's going to see crazy dividends. My other favorite neo-soul artist is Alan Stone. Um, I was introduced to Alan Stone by just searching up music and I ran across him. Who is this white guy? And when he opened up his mouth and began to sing, listen, I'm gonna tell you what happened. I was blown freaking away. My mind was blown. Like whew, somebody blew on my head and I'm like, it blew on my ears. I'm like, God. And then find out I did some research on him uh, he was born in Seattle, Washington, or Washington State, and his father is a pastor. He was raised in the church, and his sound, if you listen to his music, his sound has that kind of vibe to it. He has a very hard organ organ sound. Um, when I say organ, I'm like, you know, the the uh, the organ, that, the one that you play, the church organ. Um, and I love it, though. So I'm, like, again, I'm going to close with this part. I'm very ecstatic for where I see music going in the next decade or even the near future. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is politics. I'm going to talk about religion or Christianity last. I'm not going to get, you know, it's not because I don't have anything to say. It's really because I have a lot to say about it. But I want to, I want to, to dedicate the amount of time that's needed for it. So it's not going to be long. Um, I mean, it's not going to be too long, but it's not going to be short either. But politics. Now, I don't know if y'all know. There's a uh, know about it. If you have been watching CNN, you've been on the news channels, you've been on even just on Facebook. Freaking Facebook is posting this stuff about Donald Trump and 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 him being in bed with uh, uh, the Russians. And when I say in bed, I'm not talking about sleeping in the bed with another woman, but I'm talking unless you call it his wife, and that's no shade thrown. <laughs> But um, <laughs> there's no shade thrown. But we see this emergence where they're trying to link him to Russia uh, with the elections and everything like that. Here's my honest opinion, guys. Um, you can take it or leave it. You can be mad at me. I really don't care. I love you either way. Um, my honest opinion is that Donald Trump, to me, is the epiphany of um, he's the epiphany of who I got to be careful when I say this. Yeah, like, yeah, he better. He's the epiphany of 
He's the epiphany. I'm trying to I'm trying to get this word together, y'all. He's the epiphany of there's a cartoon character on Cartoon Network, Johnny Bravo. He's the if Johnny Bravo had blonde hair, a little bit less, a lot less, and Steinfeld, Ben Steinfeld, uh, or Larry Steinfeld, I think this is Steinfeld, that, uh, that's what you call his name, met, you'll have Donald Trump. But, and that's no way in degrading him because his rhetoric and comedy and what he says um, is funny, but he has a swagger like Johnny Bravo, like you can't touch me, uh, uh. You know, if Elvis was here today, I would liken his swagger to Elvis and not in the, Y'all might be like, y'all, you hating, you like Donald Trump, and I, 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 you Trumper, whatever. You can say whatever you want, but this guy has done crazy things economically to, to, he's economic, he's engaged in a way in economics that our country is rising. They just signed a bill for people to get paid and all this other stuff. And I remember I was sitting outside one day um, at the lake and I was writing, working on my book. And I heard God say, if you want to get rich, you want to get wealthy, this is the time and years to do it while Donald Trump is in office. And I thought about it. Like, this is the time. This is the time and opportunity for small businesses and entrepreneurs to step up their game and get in the game of business and economics. Um, And he's paving the way for that. He's bringing businesses. He's bringing jobs back to America. Um... I think our government or I think our country is only as strong as the small business owners and and business owners. Um, It it creates a stable economy for us. And so what Donald Trump did when he came into office, he 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 was reckless. And 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 I laughed. The reason why, you know, categorize him like Seinfeld is because I laughed when I heard um, all the things that were coming out about him and what he said, and he had no really political, he had no uh, uh, ethic. He had no p- political ethics. He, he had no political, what's the word I'm looking for, y'all? He didn't know how to be a politician. He was just unapologetically Donald Trump. And I can appreciate that because I knew what I was getting when he came into the White House. I really did. I knew what he was before he showed up. He didn't sell me lies. Ask me if the wall was built. It hasn't been built yet, but he told us he was going to do it. He didn't underhand us and say, I'm going to do this and don't do it. I can appreciate you telling me who you are than hiding behind a false identity of what you think I want to hear you say. And that's what he did. And so I think, and then he he's starting open the gates and open opening up stuff that that politicians have lied about or candidly denounced or lied. You know, it started with Hillary Clinton when he was running against her. All the stuff that came out, he didn't, I don't think he did it. I don't know if he did or not, brought that stuff out, but it all came out. She was already a part of scandal from the jump. And to be honest with you, I'm going to tell you, when President Obama came to Fayetteville, North Carolina last year, and when he came, or not last year, uh, right before Donald Trump was elected president, it was the last stop on the campaign trail, I think, here. And he was here promoting Hillary Clinton. And I remember thinking, dang, he had, I, the, the people were driven by emotionalism, but they weren't getting in the polls to vote. And I think um, 
what 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 didn't help his case is that when when he came and spoke to us in Fayetteville, North Carolina, he didn't have really our confidence because scandal and lies were coming out or, or truths were coming out about Hillary Clinton. So it didn't help our case at all. And I think while he was here in Fayetteville, Hillary Clinton was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And so, but I said all that to say, it's amazing to me where, where it's like, it's almost like ter- took a turn. When President Obama, I want to show you, I want to highlight something. When President Obama was in office, everybody degraded him. Well, Caucasian white people, a lot, not everybody, a lot of people. Why? That's why a black person, and then his own kind began to degrade him. That's why a black person should be in office, blah, 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 blah. But now that Donald Trump is in office, I see that the black people, I'm black, I'm African-American, are doing the same exact thing that President Obama received from the opposite. And neither one, neither one of us, neither one of them got President Obama out of office. And I don't believe it's going to get Donald Trump out of office either. But I think we have to elevate our lives and minds to a place where we only seek love instead of finding ways to bring our leader of the free world down. Now, do I agree with everything that he does and says, heck no, heck no, I can't say I do and, 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 and sleep with peace at night. No, I don't. I don't agree. It's not true. But I do believe that uh, if God allowed him to get here, there's a reason why. And instead of trying to degrade him, because a lot of people say, well, the church wasn't praying. And this is going to lead us into our next point, the last point, which is Christianity. They say the church wasn't praying. I tell them they're a lie. The church was praying, but they didn't know. they. But And God answered the prayer. Um... So not in a negative way or bad way, God answered their prayer. So, but if God allowed him to get there, we have to submit ourselves under God's sovereign rule and pray for our president instead of beat him down. Pray for him instead of demolishing him. Um, And pray that God will align the right people to be in place when it's time for re-election. Now, if you ask me, do I think he's going to be I have prophetic word that I've heard God say, but I'm not going to speak on that. But when it's time for reelection, you know, we need to pray that God put the right people in there in our government from the Senate to the Congress to even our local and state, uh, state, local and city government. So that's it with that. Now, going to Christianity, a lot of you, if you watch me and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, you might tell that I'm quite um, religious in the sense that I believe in Jesus Christ. I do. Um, I believe that he died. He was buried. He was resurrected and he's alive today. I, I believe in it. And I believe he established the ecclesia, which is church. I really do for believers to be ambassadors and represent the kingdom. Um, I believe in that. You can see it on my Facebook page. You can see it on my Instagram. You can see it on my, 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 my timeline. You can, whatever, you can see that that's who I am. The thing that I disagree with is what the church has begun to do today. Now, we've seen through, we've seen through the, the times uh, and dispensations after Jesus Christ 
was resurrected and, you know, went back. Um, we see that the church has had a very long history of upheaval and downheaval. We've seen a lot of bad come from it. The Roman Catholic Church, um, you know, what they did with people, you have to pray for, you know, over dead people. When I say over dead people, like for their soul, purg purgatory and all this other stuff and using that as funds and, you know, even how electing or putting, not electing, but putting people in positions of kingship and uh, was run by the church. I think that was overdoing it. But I think we're at that point right now. And what I mean by that is, in the church that I was raised in, there was a character thing. And you couldn't get up and say you're a believer and stand for Jesus Christ, and you're living a total opposite way of what you say. And be honest with you, I'm not casting any stone uh, because I am not perfect by the least bit. Um, and I'm humble enough to say that I need God's help daily. Sometimes I ask God why he doesn't take certain things away from me or why he hasn't. I prayed, I fast, I got laid hands on and all this other stuff. And, and, and he constantly reminds me that his grace is sufficient. Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to bash these people, but what I don't like and what I've seen, because I've been behind the closed doors and I've been in the chambers of pre preachers and, 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 and uh, mega stars, mega preachers in the church. And I've seen, some, not all of them, but some of them, their lifestyle behind the curtain. And it put a bad taste in my mouth. I actually ran from the church. I actually ran from God. You hear me? I, I was like, God, you call me to be this. You call me to be a prophet. I'm not about to do that because listen, I'm not perfect already. I've seen what happens when men likes to hear their name called or being recognized as being gifted prophetically, whether it be in singing, whatever it might be. And I know me, I've battled with pride in the past. And I was like, God, no, 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 man, because I just can't do that. I remember seeing hurt people being hurt even more because of certain individuals in the church. Um, and this is not just one person. This is, mul this is multiple. Um, a lot of people have walked away from it. And it just... For me, it's, uh, I, I, how can I put it? I see this happening, y'all. I see it happening right now where this, the church and the leaders are being, you know, they're growing to the good leaders and the bad leaders are growing or not just growing, but their message is going out together. And there's a scripture that says it, you, you let the tea, tear, uh, what we grow with the tear and at the end, God burns burns it and the fruit stays. Um, so I understand what God is doing, but I believe in this day and time right now with so much stuff coming out about the church and, and Christianity, there's also good. Um, and I honestly believe in this moment right now, listen to me very closely, y'all. I honestly believe and think that God is getting ready or not getting ready, but is embarking on the greatest revival that has ever taken place on the face of this planet, on the face of this planet. And it's going to be the, and the demonstration is going to be through his love. Before, you know, Azusa Street, it was the power of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. If y'all know about that, do your church history. Then there was the outpourings of his spirit and presence in Toronto and in, in England and Australia. And then, you know, there were all these different outpourings and there were great men and women who walked his face demonstrating a different sphere of God or 
um, uh, phase of God. And, but I think right now we're about to experience the heart of God. I think we're about to experience his heart. I think we're about to walk into a wave of his heart and how much he loves us. We've been hearing grace here in the last, what, 15, 10 years. The emergence of the message of grace has grown even more so. But all grace is is a demonstration of his love, God's love, Jesus' love. And I think we're about to experience that on a whole nother level with this revival, with the outpouring. I do believe that stadiums will be filled. I do believe that people will be getting healed and saved and delivered. People will be running to the altar. People will be running to, to Christ. People will be running. I just believe it with all my heart. I believe it that it's getting ready to happen. Um, there was a lot of prophecies that were released that at the death of Billy Graham, that one of the world's greatest revivals was going to take place. And the, the world's greatest revival that has ever happened is going to take place. And it's happened. Billy Graham died this year. I want to I want to thank God because he's so awesome, because he allowed me to see uh, or go to the Billy Graham uh, Museum three days before he died. Me and Jaleesa, we were there. We got an opportunity to meet Billy Graham's um, uh, mother's caregiver. And she gave us countless stories about Billy and and his mother and and it just did something to us. And we knew that was a divine setup. Um, But I do believe that we own the brink of an explosion. The bomb is ticking. And and the, the bomb is God's love. God's love is bomb. You hear me? And I believe that we're, we're about to see it. Um, I think when this happens, the bad is going to have to leave. You can't stay. They can't stay. They, they won't be welcome, one. Two, it's just not going to be f- f- possible for them to, to be there. God loves them, but I think God has a certain amount of people hidden or who are not recognized yet, who are going to, he's going to express his love in another way or in a crazy way through their lives, whether it be through healing, delivering, setting free, uh, uh, prophecy, building, economics, whatever it might be, anywhere in the seven mountains. I think, you know, and and I'm going to say this, before with every revival that took place, it always happened in the Christian community. But I really believe that we're about to experience an economic, listen to me, y'all, uh, not just an economic, but we're about to experience revival in every mountain uh, in the earth. And whether that be business and entrepreneurship um, um, or uh, music, entertainment, family, education, um, it's, a couple, uh, it's a couple of other ones, arts and creativity. We're about to experience a crazy revival in each one of those. It's not just going to be in the church. You're going to see people in the the movie theaters praising God and loving on him. You're going to see people in in at concerts, secular concerts, you know, giving their lives to Christ by the multitudes. I just believe it. We're going to see prophetic words coming forth like never before. The prophetic will be on demonstration like never before. I just believe it. We're going to experience God's love like never before. And that's just my plan. Like, my, that's my view. Um, I was talking to a great man of God today, and he told me something that, like, really got me. He said, man, um, I'm sorry that you had to go through what you had to go through and see what you... Listen, y'all, because I told him some stuff that I had gone through and why I was had a bad taste for the church in my mouth. And one of those things were having a gun pulled on me. 
Yeah, I said it. I had a gun pulled on me by a prominent man of God. It's all good. Um, but he said, I'm sorry that you had to go through this. And I told him what I'm telling y'all is that I remember asking God, why did I have to go through this? And his answer was to me, he said, because I had to let you see the bad and see what I'm not in order for you to appreciate who I am and what I am. And it blew my mind. So I appreciated both. Um, but that's it, y'all. It, it, I believe we're about to experience some crazy things here, y'all. Music, uh, politics, and, 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 and um, Christianity and religion. That's my views and what I think. So real quick, I want to appreciate every one of you for joining in and listening. I thank you so much because you're so freaking awesome. You're so freaking awesome. Um, do me a favor. Uh, if you haven't already, I said it before. I'm said it again. Go like my Facebook page. Go find me. Uh, I do have a ministry page, Nigel Ingram's Ministry. You can definitely go like it and, and connect. Uh, also, I have a ministry, uh, what, Instagram, Nigel, Nigel the Champ. Go follow me, y'all, and I follow back. I'm not petty. And uh, I want to connect with you. I want to I want to get to know y'all. I want to build a rapport with you. Um, I appreciate you. If you stayed this long to listen to all of this, I really appreciate you. I'm not going to keep you any longer. I love y'all and y'all. Whatever that time this podcast finds you in the morning, evening, uh, late at night, I really appreciate you for listening. I love you. And as I always say on my broadcast, I'm out of here like a piece of fried chicken and a good guy. Deuces.